Do you want to be Tom Brady? Unless you are the Tom Brady, longtime fan of the Jock Reynolds Supercoach podcast, you're going to struggle to get as many rings as Tom Brady does. But if you head to supercoachchampion.com, you can have a gander at all the rings in the world, specifically Supercoach rings, that you can all slap down some cash for, and the winner of your league at the end of the season gets to take home one of those bad boys. But not only that, because Mr. Brady is such a long-time fan of the podcast, he's agreed to chip in, and if you use the code JR2021, you get free same-day delivery of said ring. Free delivery on the same day in this economy? I mean, it's too good to turn up. Anyway, supercoachchampion.com. Check him out. Tell him we sent you. G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Podcast. I'm here with Patch and we're here with another little pocket profile. This time we're looking at Port Adelaide, Patch. Yes, we are the mighty Port Power. This is not, I mean, this is the first time we've recorded it. We haven't had to record it more than once. Shout out to Telebeats for the music and shout out to Baron Von Crow as a statty matty for all the great content they've got up on jockreynolds.com.au that are powering this podcast and uh, I'll tell you what it's worth going to checking out and it's worth giving us a rating and a comment under the post yes they're good things for internet metrics and they're also nice for us to see because we can see all the brilliant clever people commenting and proving us wrong by being smarter than we are Absolutely, people are much smarter than we are, and we try to take their information and give it on to you. Patch, let's start this look at Port Adelaide, baby. Let's go. Let's jump right in. It's a team chock full of brilliant players. They'll be pushing for the Premiership this year. Who are we going to lock in, Lake Dog? Oh, mate, there is only one lock in this lineup for me, and that man is Travis Boak. $590,000, averaged 109.9 last year, plus 96.5 in his finals. I like him. I'm excited by him. He's a a jet. He's been good for a lot of years now, and I had him last year, so it's always a good indicator. Fair enough. Um, Yeah, that's about it. I don't have anyone else on this list that I'd be locking straight into a first draft of a side or even really locking into a round one side. There are a couple of players who will obviously talk about who you're drumming and ahhing about, but in terms of just pure locks, not not sure uh, with Port. Um, We've talked about it before. It's that uh, Hawthorne thing, isn't it? Just because you're good at footy doesn't mean you're good for Supercoach. Exactly. It's a, it's a champion team, not a team of champions. Uh, I'm making finger guns at you. I know this is an audio medium and we're not using video, but just picture me making finger guns. That oh, I'm, I'm cheesy, very excited. Cheesy catchphrase galore. Um, knocks, though. There are some knocks on some of these players from a supercoach perspective. Who is a... There are. Rap, tap, there are a lot of knocks. On your chamber door of knocks. That sounded better in my head. <laughs> I think my... I mean, who aren't we going to knock? But I think my main one, which I've seen a few people talking about, and I'm really happy to be proven wrong on this one, 
but it's only Wines, uh, averaged 104.3 last year, had some questions on his health and his preseason, as there is every year. He signed a new deal. He's a, he's a Port Adelaide man seemingly for life now, but I just don't know where he takes the next step while Tom Rockcliffe is in this side and becomes that fantasy slash super coach pig we want him to be. So he's my knock, uh, but I'm, o- I'm open to being proven wrong by the community patch. Yeah, you'd feel like if he was going to break out, he'd have done it already. Um, just in terms of, you know, you do get the occasional st- statistical anomaly where someone does leap out of nowhere. Um, you know, Boke did it um, just a couple of seasons ago, but I, I, I'm not seeing anything from Wines to indicate that this would be his year. Again, happy to be proven wrong. Again, he'll average 105 at a minimum. So he's a very safe selection. But in terms of, you know, value and output, there are there are better options on both fronts around um, speaking of better options on the the fact of value and output, Daniel Houston was all the rage last preseason. People have cooled on him this preseason, but I can guarantee you when it's opened, the retirement of Brad Ebert will bring out the you know bring out the oh, the the chorus to to use the kindest word I can think of of people saying oh you get more midfield time he's been training with the midfield group he's going to he's going to break out this year no we we tried that last year did average 110 in his final 3 games of the regular season average 95 in finals did get some more midfield time but they were missing players i yeah no like doggy you, you're not you're not on board the Dan Houston bandwagon no, I'm not on board any Port Adelaide defender bandwagon. Not even Darcy Byrne Jones. All Australian Darcy Byrne Jones. I think his ceiling is maybe what Dan Houston gave us last year, and I don't think either of those outputs is good enough. So, no, it's it's a big it's a big no for me, Patch. It's a no from me, dog. Uh, bolters. Have you got any bolters from this side? This is an interesting question because I got a. It's different to a breakout. I can't explain to you why or how or what it is. It's, but the, it's the vibe. It's Marbo. It is the Marbo. It is the Marbo. Um, there's a few players that I want to say, I want to look at a guy like, I don't know, Sam Pepper, who when I watch play football, I think you could, you should be something. But the only guy, the only name that really uh, sort of excites me as a bolter is like Zach Butters. And it's not even that exciting. <laughs> I mean, Butters is an exciting footballer. Like I, I, I have no qualms putting him in the exciting footballer category. But from a super coach perspective, yeah, you'd need to see a lot in the preseason to justify, you know, a four hundred and seventy k forward. He is a forward, which is a bonus, but it's a, it's a lot of risk for you know someone that averaged eighty seven last year and is no guarantee to, you know, to improve drastically on that. Yeah, I think, look, I think we can expect probably a, a 90, maybe a slightly higher, maybe low 90s average, uh, average, as you said, average 87.7 for the year. His last nine games, he averaged about the 90 marks. So I think that's his production, and it's probably not quite good enough to start him in classic, especially when you got, you know, like a Robbie Gray on the same team who you know what you're going to get for just 20K extra or when we get to breakouts, is a guy who's much cheaper that we think is going to probably be better. Mm. Um, but before we get there, we've uh, 
one other bolter in this side. And I think this emphasizes, like I couldn't put it into words, but with this example, I think it'll exemplify the difference between a bolter and a breakout. Orazio Fantasia Lek Dog. Uh, $271,000. Defense forward um, could bolt and start the season with a run of four or five games averaging 90, 95. You know, they want him speeding off halfback. They want him, you know, burst in the guts. They want him up forward. They, apparently they want him everywhere, but it's preseason. It's February, like everyone's playing everywhere at this time of year. But they're, they're you know, preseason pending, all of the water that needs to go under the bridge. If Orazio Fantasia is walking on that water that's going under the bridge, then maybe you look at him. I'm so shocked. A, I forgot that he was played for Port Adelaide, and B, that you've brought him up because I just will not be burnt again. I won't do it. You know, uh, well, you know what? This is kind of a breakout because there's two breakouts in the forward line that I like. I'd rather Boyd Woodcock than Orazio Fantasia. Oh, geez. Okay, that's um, that's a stinging rebuke to Orazio Fantasia. Um, a fair one, but still a stinging one. I think they're basically the same player. Boyd Woodcock did play behind the ball at times last year. He played on the ball at times last year or, or near the ball. But, but Orazio look, Fantasia has a cool name and he's at a new club. And he does. The new club bonus does help. Players do tend to see a, a bump to their average, and he is defence forward eligible, but he's not someone we need to talk about. Come on, we've wasted too much time on him already, I think. Well, all right, let's move on. Bolt it. Stephen oh. Motlop's there, but I guess <laughs> well, everyone's I mean, probably already selected exactly. him. Exactly. We didn't even go over him in the locks because we just thought it was too obvious. Like, it's just like, you're not going to mention Max Scorn in the Melbourne podcast because everyone will pick him. Not exactly. Gonna, we're not going to mention so. Stephen Motlop in the Port podcast. Um, rookies. Rookies. They have some of them. They they do. They do. Um, Jones. What's his name, Jones, who I've already Lachlan forgotten? Lachlan Jones. Lachlan Jones. Well done, me, for, for getting the one relevant rookie from Port Adelaide. I'm forgetting his first name. Uh, yeah, 140K defense. Arguably the most ready-to-go round one prospect from last year's draft. The only knock on him would be if his name isn't in the 22 in round one, which it may well not be considering Port's got a very strong defense, you know, not an incredibly super coach relevant defense, but it's a, from a purely footballing terms, it's a solid defense that's been there for a while. Will be hard to break into, but if he's named round one, he'll be in my team round one and on the field. Yeah, look, I think he's a, a fantastic option patch of the rookie price players that they've given us. Uh, Port are very good at playing young players as well yeah. for us. So even last year when they were vying for a premiership, they played Boyd Woodcock five games. They played, not that he's a rookie, but Jared Linart or Linart uh, five games. They, they do put games into guys you probably don't think they're going to. So Jones is well and truly up there. A couple other names that interest me, but by no means are, are locks. Uh, Jackson Mead, who was drafted last year who was talked about playing last year it obviously never happened and then Taj Schofield who was drafted this year as a father-son option 102k rookie I don't expect him to actually play early but you know there's been some some rumblings that he might play later in the year so just someone to watch yeah if um if we see injury concerns to Scott Lysette or Pete Laddams Sam Hayes might come into the picture 
getting to that age now where he he could well debut. He's he's probably capable of debuting um, 123k in the ruck, but you know that would require an injury in order for him to you know to to line up on the field. Tyson Goldsack, 182 thousand dollars, not worth not worth picking. He'll play sandful all year, but I just thought it was amusing that he's playing for Port Adelaide. It is very amusing, and it's very amusing that it's so easy to rot the system in AFL and subsequent lower leagues. Let's move on, Patch. The next thing we need to talk about is our breakout of the year. We have avoided saying his name so far this podcast, but you can't avoid Connor Rosie any longer. Is he currently in your side, Lake Dog? No. Uh, currently taking that position is the much cheaper Jack Zebel. Mm, the rebounding defender, Jack Zebel. That's what they say. Well, 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 well. Can I interest you perhaps in more midfield time, Connor Rosie, who will be, as the name suggests, potentially playing more midfield time, potentially not having a chronic foot injury that he'll have to play through all year, and also with another preseason under his belt at the low, low, low kind of, well, mid-ish, uh, price of, and I've literally just lost it on this big $377,000. That's how many dollar dues it is. Can I interest you in a Connor Rosie? I don't think you can. I know he's going to be touted as the breakout player of the year because he fits all the, the criteria that we normally look at um, in terms of age, games played, opportunity, they like him, talent. But and and I know Kane, big Kane over at South Australia. I think he, you know, he doesn't shy away from the fact that Rosie's the best player that's ever been drafted, and Sam Walsh is a spud. But even with all those things considered, he's not a man that I'm starting. I could see the hype. I can understand it. I just for for a brief moment there, a... I didn't think there'd be anything coming after that. He's not a man, and I'm like, geez, you're taking the Kane Corns hate to a new level. But um, <laughs> no. No, it's, it's going to take a big on. jump for him to be relevant at $377,000. If he was $300,000 like a Willem Drew, for instance, who missed last year, I'd be way more inclined. But at $377,000, how much can he provide me that he either provides enough points to stay on field or he increases enough in value to slide him over to a primo? I just think he's in no man's land. I mean, we saw it at the start of last season before he kind of picked up that injury, kind of fell off a cliff, kind of everyone traded him in and suddenly the super coach gods were like, <laughs> yoink. Um, you know, we saw enough there that he is capable of, of putting very solid games back to back. He's an excitement machine. I He's currently in my side. Will he stay there? Debatable. Um, but I think there's serious merit to, you know, only averaged the 70 last year. Um, there's huge potential for him to bump that up to 90. And that's not a keeper, but, you know, could well be an F6 for most of the season. And then you you swap him over to a fallen primo. You know, the, pri- the price isn't ideal. You'd rather shave another 80K off it. But I, th- I think there's merit to selecting him. I just think that, you know, we talk about keeping it simple with your breakouts. If you have to talk yourself into them, it's... Kind of not worth it. So in his first year, 22 games, average 77, had, uh, by the looks of it, five tons for the year. He was good. But all those things, if his injury's gone, if he doesn't have to worry about this, if he doesn't have to worry about that, it's too many ifs. He turned up 
Look, he had a, if you started him last year, we would have been laughing when he went 125, 145, but then didn't pump out another ton until round 16 and then didn't do it again. So I just I'm, I just think there's too many question marks over him and unfortunately we're not going to get enough preseason time to see him either. No, and that's agreed, but we'll yeah, we'll have to just see how how the cookie cookie crumbles in terms of, you know, if you can't afford another premium up forward, maybe he's the next best option if you, you know, you're stuck at that 400k bracket and you're like, well, south of this or I rejig my whole team. Maybe you look at keeping him. It's it'll be a case by case scenario. I certainly I not mean, a, oh, yeah. I was just going to say we said all these things about Dan Houston last year. And he averaged 90, which is good, but it's not good enough. No, agreed. But, um, you know, someone who held Houston right up until the point where he turned good and went from averaging 75 to 90, it's, it's, I don't know where I was going with that. I'm now just really annoyed at Dan Houston again. Um, averaging 90 for the year, I feel like you can get away with it as long as you, you trade out at the right time. You, you know, there's a peak early. I feel like Connor Rosie's more likely to to have that that spike where he's suddenly 550K after averaging 130 for three weeks. And then, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see. We should move on uh, to Traps. Who are, you, who are your trappy traps from the Port Adelaide Football Club? Yeah, where do you start <laughs> with the traps? Because, I mean, I think we just spoke about one. I think Charlie Dixon's a trap, but not someone I'm starting. It, people are going to – I feel like people are going to approach Charlie Dixon like they approached Tom Hawkins. We're like, no, he's been good for years. Like, I ignored him too much. I know he's a key position player, but he's in the top six every year. I can't ignore him. But I just don't think Charlie Dixon's Tom Hawkins, and I'm worried he's going to have a drop-off uh, average 93 for the year, which is good. But at four, at almost 500K, I think he's going to drop in price. You're going to be able to get him for much cheaper later on. Yeah, and Peter yeah. Adams, I'm worried that people are, might be looking at him as a but forward he, ruck he's, swing. He's got, a, he's got a forward ruck swing leg dog. That doesn't necessarily mean the player's good for Supercoach. Just because they can do it doesn't mean they have to do it. But, he, I mean, he's got a forward ruck swing. He's got a new, a new swing set. It's an old swing set, but I'm trying to quote the Simpsons which isn't working without Frankiak and the visual element of Smithers saying but she's got a new hat so just imagine that meme and then start laughing at the joke I've just made <laughs> thank you thank Very you thank good. you agreed though Laddams is not somewhere we should be selecting um, my trap from Port is uh, Alir Alir not that many people will be picking him but there's the new club factor there's the mid price in the backline factor you know there's rebounding off half back which, you know, he won't be playing in the ruck. He will average significantly more than he did in Sydney. Averaging enough? No, no, sir, he will not. No, no way. And there's a few people that play a similar position in that Port Adelaide lineup and a few decent players on there outside that best 22. So uh, I don't think it's a guarantee he plays every game. Call me crazy. I just don't think it's a guarantee in this side. And, yeah, not someone that, that I'm looking at. Yeah, agreed. And uh, pass. Who's who's just the hard pass? Not necessarily, you know, someone that's tentatively, you know, glint in the eye of, oh, but maybe they could work. Who's just flat out just not going to be someone you're picking round one? Yeah, standard super coach. I'm not picking Tom Rockcliffe. 573,000. Did average 106.6 last year. We know he's a fantasy beast. Last five games came home with an average of 128.2. It was huge. He can only really play in the midfield, but... He gets dropped, he gets rested, 
Not someone I want to get suspended, gets injured. Did average 128.2 in five games and then average 110 in the finals, though. Oh, he can. There's no doubt that he can put out the scores. There's no doubt. But he's not going to be in the top 20 total points scored. So I'm not interested in him. Agreed. Finals run expert now, but $573,000 is a lot of money to pay for him, too. Um, It's way too much. Yes, it is way too much. Uh, my pass is someone who, when we definitely didn't record this podcast before it all stuffed up the first time, was in my locks. But Robbie Gray is the best forward option on Port Adelaide's list, uh, both from a football perspective and a supercoach perspective. But at just under 500k, he's, he's getting on a bit. Do the you know Does Ken Hinckley throw the midfield range, the, the bit of a void of significance that Brad Ebert retirement has created does he throw that to your dersmas your butters your rosies does he get a younger player in to to play that role i don't think robbie gray gets more minutes because of it i i think if anything he'll take more of that you know that forward role that ebert had had created for himself and and probably plays a bit more forward won't be a terrible selection but just not one i'm i'm rushing to to pick up. We'll have games where he's fantastic and he's thrown into the guts to, to win it in the last quarter and scores 140. We'll have games where he scores 60 or 70. Yeah, 100%. And he'll have games where he kicks goals after finals after the final siren and we don't talk about it. No, no, of course not. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh the, oh, the Carlton game where he kicked the goal after the siren from that insane angle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that, actually. That was a good game of football, um, especially the bit after the siren where he kicked the goal. That was... You can't script that sort of stuff, you know, like, Doug? Incredible. Yeah, okay. Incredible Jacob theater. Townsend wasn't kicking for goal, mate. Just, you, you know that Liam Jones' head is bigger than the legal size for an AFL footballer. You know that that's the, the club was cheating and it inflated his bonds before that kick. Like, don't... Don't make us start this argument again. We're not in front of not in front of the community, leg dog. All right, before we uh, before we get into fight, let's wrap this one up, Patch. Um, community, it's been a fantastic time speaking to you. Let us know below what Port Adelaide players are on your radar. Who can break out? Who's going to burn people? Patch, I reckon people could leave us a rating as well on whatever podcast provider they use. And you know what? This this is my vow for the season patch. This is just Ooh, for you and those get, listening. Getting in early for a big old vow. I'm going to turn on email notifications for the Jock Reynolds account, and whenever we get messaged asking us if we're going to run ads in 2021, I'm not going to miss those emails, and we're going to bloody do it. Oh, that's a big call. And we can only do that if people help us and rate us. Agreed. Agreed. That way we don't have to put stuff behind a paywall, which we don't love doing, don't particularly want to do, but can also earn some money to go to the pub together and shout at each other while Jacob Townsend misses a goal after the siren. Despite not playing for Essendon this year, it will still break my red and black heart. Go Blues. Go, go Bombers. <laughs>